0: We're also talking about Veterans Affairs and its infrastructure. The department is coming up with a new plan to expand its network of health care facilities and improve the infrastructure of existing ones. That's after Congress scuttled an earlier VA plan to close some facilities and build new ones. To do anything, VA officials need Congress to pass a spending deal for fiscal 2023. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. So, Jory, after the unions effectively scuttled the last plan, what do we know about the new plan?
1: Well, things are still pretty preliminary at this point, but what we know so far is that the plan that is in the works that we're going to see in the first half of calendar year 2023, that is going to be a plan that's much more focused on expanding the VA and less on closing some facilities, which was the original plan under the Asset and Infrastructure Review or Air Commission. This is because the VA is now implementing the PACT Act and is still dealing with some of the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. And because of those two things, especially the PACT Act, the VA is looking at expanding its network across the country and less on shrinking the offerings it has nationwide. We heard more on this from Undersecretary for Health, Dr. Sharif Nahal. He says for this plan to move forward, the VA does need a comprehensive spending bill from Congress for the remainder of fiscal 2023.
2: We are going as full speed ahead as we can with our current authorities on strategic prioritization of new infrastructure projects. All of that is uh, in the works, going through the gears with the agency to approve that strategic prioritization. We can't do any of that without the funding.
1: All right.
0: And meantime, whatever happened to the Air Commission itself that recommended the first plan?
1: Yeah. So a bipartisan block of senators this summer effectively put that process to a halt. President Joe Biden had submitted a slate of commissioners to serve on that air commission, which would be the latest link in the chain here to approve the VA's recommendations for some closures and some new construction of VA facilities. And the reason there was, as you mentioned earlier, that this was a plan that had a lot of pushback from The American Federation of Government Employees had pushback from some key members of Congress because there were closures in their districts or in their states. And as a result, VA Secretary Dennis McDonough did tell reporters earlier this year that, yes, definitively, the air commission process was not going to move forward. But the VA still has this obligation to do this quadrennial review of its facilities and look at where it needs new facilities uh, to meet its VA care needs going forward. In light of all this, uh, Dr. El-Nahal was very mindful that the Air Commission people really zeroed in on the closures side of things. And he was saying that this new plan is really going to focus on the expansion side of things.
2: I will say overwhelmingly that our focus is on uh, what we need to build. We are not focused on closures. We're not focused on the utility of current infrastructure nearly as much as what needs to be built and fortified.
0: All right, so the Air Commission, you might say, went up in smoke. And what about the state of VA medical facilities that they will keep open? Because those sometimes get old and aging.
1: Yeah, some of these are getting quite old and aging. The average age of a VA medical facility is 60 years old at this point. And with that average, that means that some of these buildings are a century old. And this has been a perennial problem for the VA to do any kind of modernization of its IT Secretary McDonough says that some of the floors of these facilities are so thin that you can't really run any kind of wiring through them. And case in point, there's a recent pipe burst at a VA facility in Manchester, New Hampshire, and it closed the facility for a couple of days. And so Elna Hall is saying... This is just an unacceptable way to treat veterans in this country.
0: Right. It's terrible to drown your patients from a broken pipe. But honest to gosh, a hospital that old, you'd think they'd want to tear it down and replace it. In the meantime, what are VA's plans if there should be an uptick in COVID cases this winter? You know, you see reports about this triple threat from RSV and from flu and a spike in COVID cases happening already.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of nasty things floating around. And as people are more indoors for the winter, those numbers go up. And so the VA is very mindful, as it has been for the past couple of years, about employee sick outs and what that means for staffing across the country. And the VA is not quite doing anything just yet. They're not deploying folks, but they are readying the troops, so to speak. They have their disaster emergency medical personnel system, or DEMPS, in which they are able to rapidly deploy people from... Uh, one area to another area where there is that critical staffing shortage. And they are also standing up a separate task force here, if you will. The key difference here is that this new effort, these are clinicians that don't have a panel of patients they have to care for. So that is one element of it that makes them easier to deploy because they're not leaving people waiting as they're being sent across state lines or, or across town. Here we heard from Elna Hall describing how these efforts are underway and what the VA is doing to keep an eye on
2: things. We're continuously trying to think about how we fortify deployable clinical teams in the context of the pandemic, knowing that we're still in the middle of it.
0: All right, I can imagine what people call the DEMPS program when Elna Hall is not listening. And also the vaccine mandate for healthcare workers. This was never really totally resolved nor was it resolved totally for the workforce in general in the federal government. So what does compliance standards, where where are they with with, uh, vaccinating their own people at this point?
1: Right, yeah, this is one of these rare sections of the federal workforce where a vaccine mandate is in place specifically for those healthcare workers. And what we have broken down by the numbers here is an update on where VHA stands on that. About 90% of its workers have provided some record of being vaccinated, about 9% have requested an exemption and have been granted that exemption. And that really leaves uh, a very minimal number of employees that were disciplined in some way. That is 78 disciplinary actions that did not result in separation from the agency. Some of those result in reassignments. And there were 11 VHA employees that were removed for failure to follow safety protocols or just even comply with the vaccination requirements or just going through the process of even asking for exemption if they wanted one.
0: All right. Well, I guess the central theme here is they need some help from Congress to go forward as 2023 becomes a fiscal year as well as a calendar year. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. And be sure to check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com.